Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. It's Natalia and welcome back to Unfiltered Fashion Talks. Today I have a solo episode for you guys. I've been having a lot of guests on and it has been super fun. I don't really have seasons for my podcast but I feel like this is like season two because I took like a break and like you know started over but it's just been super fun. I feel a lot more confident with the podcast and just like reaching out to people and having conversations. I know I'm not like the world's greatest podcast host and there's probably, you know, a lot more I could be doing, but I have really enjoyed it. And yeah, I just wanted to have a little solo episode to like catch up with you guys personally and see what's up. Um, And also I want to center this one around like motivation, burnout, like just being a creative because I've gotten a few questions about it and it's a topic that I have touched with a few of my guests recently and I just think it's something that we could totally like dive into a little bit more. I also had one of my patrons on Patreon suggest it so I, you know, I'm going to pull through. So there's like multiple little like avenues that I want to talk about. Um, But number one, like motivation. I feel like, let me give you like an update on where I've been with it lately because I feel like I've actually been really, really good. Obviously, I think motivation comes in waves and you know, there's times where you're super motivated, other times where you're not. And like for me, like in the winter, it's really, really hard for me to stay motivated because seasonal depression is very real and I really got hit hard with it this year because it was my first year of really like dealing with it while also living by myself and also not having my family around. So it was kind of a lot at once and it really killed my vibe in a lot of ways and it was very hard to keep myself as motivated as I normally was. Obviously, I still got a lot done, got everything I needed to get done and like, you know, was good, but it took a lot more out of me than it usually does. And, you know, I have learned that life is just very up and down and you can't expect yourself to always be motivated. And I think that's like the number one thing you have to like accept is like you're not going to always be 100%. And I think that's totally okay. Even just like as a like woman who like has a hormonal cycle, your body literally is going to have times where it doesn't feel as motivated as other times. You know, there's times where your body's going to be more fatigued than not, depending what part of your cycle you're in, which is something that I've also been like kind of looking into and like learning more about because I'm trying to schedule like my work weeks around my cycle because on days where like my first few days of like my period personally, like I am out, like I cannot move like everything hurts and I just want to like not do anything so if I can like you know manage to take a day off that day or just have some very light work to do it makes my life so much better and that's just like I don't know if any guys are listening to this I think like majority of my audience is women but if you are a female if you menstruate like try to make your schedule around your cycle because that's something that's been helping me so so much Because yeah, there's times where I have so much to do, but then it's like if I'm hit with like cramps and then I can't get things done and then I feel bad about myself, it's like, it's just, you know, it goes downhill. That's a random side note I didn't think I was going to get into, but I feel like that's a good thing to like, you know, put out there because I don't feel like that gets said enough, but that's a huge like, you know, effect of it. Um, And yeah, you just got to like figure that out. Um, Obviously, everybody is different. Everybody's cycle is different. Every body is different. So figure out what works for you but that is something I've been looking into because it's been really really helpful for me. I think it's also important to note that everybody's like 
version of productivity and like success is different and I don't think there's like a set image of how it's supposed to be because you know like if you try to look up like how to be productive videos and things like that it's always like people that are like wake up at 5 a.m do this go to the gym don't look at your phone blah, blah blah and like all these like honestly really unrealistic things for a lot of people and that's just like not the way it has to be like personally I wake up at 7 30 or 8 every day 7 30 on days that I'm like good and 8 on days that I really cannot deal with life um but like that's not a ridiculously early time to be waking up that's a pretty normal time I would say I don't know but it's like that's what I need like I don't know waking up at 6 wouldn't really benefit me in any sort of way I would just have a longer day and like I don't know maybe do more work but maybe not because I'd go to bed earlier so that's just putting it out there for anybody who like is more of a night owl and doesn't wake up super early like don't think that that's not a productive thing to do because some people just work differently and I think that's like very normal and you know again I just like with the theme of like learning what works for you and like knowing yourself and your body and how you function best I think is really what it's all about also a really big thing that you know I always talk about and I feel like a lot of my podcast guests have also mentioned is the importance of rest and it's something that I've really really come to learn over the past year because I don't think rest was part of my vocabulary previously at all because I've just always been such a productive person I always want to be doing something that's going to be you know beneficial for me Um, And that doesn't mean that I don't, like, live my life either because if I'm with people, if I'm with family or friends or whatever, like, I'm super present and, like, that feels productive to me to just be hanging out with people and, like, you know, be fully present. But if I'm by myself and, like, I'm just watching TV or something, I'm, like, I could be doing something else. And it's, like, a great, like, characteristic to have in a lot of ways because, yeah, it makes me, you know, like, very productive and I get a lot of work done and I'm motivated. But... At the same time, it can be so detrimental to your mental health because then if you're, you spend like five minutes watching TV or five minutes on your phone, then you're beating yourself up about the fact that you just spent five minutes on your phone and you could have been doing something else. And it's this constant battle. Um, So all that to say is that rest is actually really important and I encourage it so much. I was speaking on a panel today, actually. And they were asking us about motivation and how we stay motivated. And that was like the first thing that came to my mind. I was like, you know what? Like rest is really important, especially as a creative, whether it's fashion or any other field. I just feel like our minds are constantly racing. We're constantly thinking of, you know, other things we could be doing and like new ideas and just all these, you know, thoughts, um, which is a really beautiful thing about being creative and being any sort of artist. Or even, like, if you're not necessarily, like, an artist or, like, you know, in that kind of aspect, if you're just, like, a business type person, like, constantly thinking of new business ideas or business moves and things you could be doing, like, it's so beautiful and so great, but so exhausting. Like, your mind never fully turns off. And that is, like, really hard to deal with. And I've learned that the only way that my mind really shuts off or, like, allows myself to just, like, kind of, I don't know, not think about business and creative ideas 24 7 is if I just like really sit with myself in like silence whether that's like journaling or quite literally just sitting there and not like I don't know not looking at the tv or anything just like staring at a blank wall like I think it looks different for everybody um but I feel like that's what it's been for me lately just because um 
like the weather obviously in the winter it's too cold to be out and about walking so I wasn't going on walks and the only thing I felt like I could do was just like sit and do nothing but now that it is starting to hopefully get warmer here in the spring um, I think going on walks is really really beneficial even like going on drives is really really nice um just because like you can't be on your phone like you physically cannot be on your phone while you're driving or at least you shouldn't be so it like forces your mind to like not try to be busy because I think I guess maybe not everybody goes to their phone if they're like you know not doing anything but I think that a lot of us like if we don't have anything to do if you're by ourselves like you maybe just like go to your phone and probably scroll on social media or like you know watch a video or like you know you're constantly just like looking for technology to fill the void and I love having activities that require me to not be able to use technology to fill the void. So like just sitting there and like having my phone in a different room or something. So I can't just like be like, oh, let me look at it for two seconds. Like just sitting with myself, journaling, going on car rides, listening to your favorite songs or whatever, or even cooking. That has been a huge one for me lately. And I've realized that I love it so much because it gives me that space to just like let myself be. And I hadn't put that together in my head. I was like, I don't know why I enjoy cooking so much. Like I used, I don't know, like I, I've always liked cooking, but I like really look forward to like making a meal every single day. Like I don't like having leftovers to just like heat up. And I was like, I don't know why I don't like like that. Usually, you know, it's nice to meal prep and have things pre-made so you don't have to be constantly cooking. But at the same time, like I love cooking because I'm like, so concentrated on something that's not related to business or fashion or anything that I personally do. It's just, you know, for funsies. I mean, also because I need to eat and like take care of myself, but I don't know. There's something about finding little things that you can do that kind of are completely off from your creative side that just like help you reset. And I feel like during those times where I'm like going on walks or in my car or journaling or cooking or whatever, is sometimes when I get my best ideas, even like in the shower, which I think is why a lot of us do get really good ideas in the shower. And I feel like that's such a common thing to hear like shower thoughts or like really great things because you quite literally can't do anything else in the shower, but just sit there with your thoughts and like, you know, obviously shower, but you can't like be on your phone or like be talking to people or like be connected in any way. So you like are forcing yourself to be in your head and to be in your thoughts and that's I think why so many people get really great ideas in there because you're not distracted you're fully centered on just like you and I don't really know where I was going with all of this but all that to say is that rest is really important and taking your mind off of whatever creative thing you're doing is so helpful because I think sometimes when we're in like creative blocks or we're feeling very unmotivated you're like, all right, I just got to like push through it and like continue to like try to do something and continue to create and something will happen. But sometimes I think the best way to combat the creative block is to actually just take a step back from it, not think about it, do something completely different and then come back to it and you'll have a much more refreshed brain that that's absolutely ready to just like take on the world.
At least that's how it's been for me. And even like travels are really, really good for me. I know that's not like something everybody can do, but just getting out of your normal routine, I think is really important for me. Like travel is the best way to do that because honestly, I just don't have really like anybody to hang out with on my day to day where I can just be like, let's go out and do something. And there's not very many exciting things to do around here. So when I do get to travel, like those experiences really help me get out of my zone and then like re-inspire me. And they help me just like, you know, like reset my brain in a way so that I'm like re-energized. Another way that I've recently learned that I'm re-energized is if I'm talking to the right people. There have been conversations that I've had, especially with the podcast in all honesty, where I'm, you know, talking to these people. Some of them have been like my internet friends for a while and it's our first time like honestly talking, like actually hearing our voices and stuff, not just like through DMs or anything. Or sometimes it's the first time I'm like really talking to them or whatever. And I just have such beautiful conversations and like hearing them talk about their work and things that they're doing re-inspires me to like do what I'm doing and remember why I'm doing what I'm doing. And I think that surrounding yourself with people that lift you up in that kind of way and inspire you and that are also motivated is so important. And I don't think they have to be within your own field, but even just being around like, I don't know, like my parents have nothing to do with fashion, but both of them are incredibly motivated people that are constantly, you know, trying to do more and do better and just like, you know, live life in the best way that they can. And I think that really rubs off on people around them and like they want to be surrounded by people who are like that. And so all of like my family friends that I grew up with are the same way. And it's so beneficial because you kind of like feed off of your energies. And if everybody has this good motivated energy, like you're all going up. But if you start hanging around with people that are like, well, I don't want to do that. Or like, I'm like not feeling this today. Or like, I don't know, are just constantly being negative about things or their lives and don't really have like set goals and dreams and things they're working towards. I feel like that can be very draining. And in a lot of ways, maybe you can actually be somebody to help them move themselves up. But it's a very fine line. And sometimes you really have to reevaluate whether or not you're bringing them up or they're bringing you down. And that is so important. It's something that I've really come to like look for in all the relationships that I have. Like I really have narrowed down my my personal friend group so much over the past few years, partially like unintentionally, but partially intentionally. Like when I started my business, I lost a lot of friends in a weird way. And it was kind of like, you know, a lot of people fell out of touch and maybe it was partially the pandemic or whatever. But I don't know. I just lost a lot of the support that I usually had. And I started to really reevaluate a lot of my relationships and really, you know, see why people were in my life and why I was in their life and like seeing that kind of relationship. And now I feel like the friends that I have surrounded myself with are people that I see are also working towards their goals and dreams are always, you know, trying to be as positive as possible. Nobody's perfect. I'm also negative sometimes, but I just think that that community aspect is so important. And even if you can't find people in person to be like that with, because I don't know, for me personally, I don't really have a lot of people I can like actually like go see. But even like through the internet, I have met some of the most supportive people in the entire world. Like quite literally every podcast guest I've had has been so incredible and so supportive and they're basically strangers on the internet. Like I feel like at this point they're not strangers and now we're like, you know, friends or whatever. But at some point it's like we're complete 
strangers that would have probably never met otherwise if we hadn't found each other on the internet but for whatever reason like you're like my number one fan and I'm your number one fan and we're gonna lift each other up and I think that is so valuable and sometimes you know it will be the people that don't really know you're strangers on the internet that support you the most and that's tea honestly I kind of am losing my train of thought right now well not losing it but I don't know if I'm like really staying on track with what I'm supposed to be talking about but Another thing I wanted to talk about in terms of like motivation and stuff, um, because this was like the specific question that I got is like how to stay like creative in like a small space. I had somebody reach out and be like, hey, like I know you lived in New York and you probably had a super small apartment. Like how did you stay like creative and motivated in such a like small space? Because obviously not everybody has, you know, an entire dedicated sewing room like I do, which is such a blessing. But um I think that generally just speaking on your space and like where you live or where you work or whatever, making it a space that motivates you is so, so important. And I think it's different for everybody. But if you watch my videos, you've seen that my rooms are all pretty minimalistic. Like I don't really have much on the walls. Everything is white. It's very clean, minimal aesthetic because that is what makes my mind feel calm and at peace and just like minimum clutter is what helps me feel at peace. But some people are maximalists and some people love to have super colorful, crazy things around them and that's what inspires them. So I think that no matter the space that you have, like whether it's a little corner in your bedroom or it's an entire room or it's a garage or whatever it is, I think just being able to decorate it in a way that inspires you and actually makes you feel like calm and at peace is what really matters the most. And obviously I do think that organization plays a really big role in this. Like I think that even if you are a maximalist type person, keeping things organized and knowing where things are is really important to like mental sanity. My mom always says that like a clean house is like a clean mind basically. And I didn't fully get that until I moved out on my own and now I feel like I'm cleaning every two seconds because I've realized that whenever my room is messy, like I don't like it. It makes me feel like anxious and it's not fun. But when my house is like clean, like when I have like a freshly new clean kitchen, literally the greatest feeling in the entire world. Or like when I, va I love vacuuming. I literally vacuum like every other day. But like when I like am done vacuuming a room, it's like the most satisfying thing in the world. And little things like that are the things that honestly help you keep motivated, which is kind of all weird. But I think your environment really does dictate a lot of your motivation and your creativity as a person and it's something that I really really try to put a lot of time and effort into because I really have noticed that it's a huge huge thing on a more like specific like you know slow fashion business type of note um I've also felt a lot better about how I'm running my business right now like I'm gonna give you guys like a little like business check-in I guess I obviously have been doing this for a little over a year and a half. I feel like I've been doing this for at least three years. I can't believe I haven't even hit the two-year mark yet. Literally baffles me. But I have finally, or at least I feel like I have finally found a point where I have really learned to balance my workload and figure out how to not get too overwhelmed with it. And I think that, first of all, hiring help has been super helpful I don't have anybody super consistently, but I do have, you know, my seamstress Starry who um, does help out at least like once a week, sometimes once every two weeks, kind of depending on the season and what we're doing. 
but she has been a lot more consistent lately, which has been super nice. And then I also have another seamstress for the spring, um, for like the spring semester because she's in college. And she has also been helping and I've had her come in every single week, which has been really nice just to have consistent like help and constantly be, you know, getting ahead in things. But also because I'm made to order, I, you know, kind of dictate how much inventory I can put up at a time and how much I want to like make at a time. And I've really learned to just do like very small quantities at a time every time I launch or restock so that I really do have enough time to make it in one week without feeling overwhelmed. Because I think that I used to put stuff like, yeah, I can make 10 to 15 items in a week. And like, yeah, I could. But then that leaves me with no time for social media, for editing YouTube videos, for like emails, for trying to figure out, you know, next steps, next things. And I would get so overwhelmed. And so now I've learned to maybe put like a little bit less. It depends on the week. Sometimes I do put up to like maybe 10 items or maybe a little bit less depending on what items they are and how long it takes me to make them. And that way I can, you know, have dedicated days of sewing and dedicated days of maybe just social media or maybe do half days, which is something I've been doing a lot more lately is just like sewing in the mornings and then the afternoons are more dedicated to just like being on my computer, editing, answering emails, research um, or development and stuff like that, which is huge because I used to just like have collections and be so overworked with actually having to make all the orders that by the time that that collection was over and I had to come up with something else I'd have to take off like a month to figure out my next ideas and do all the patterns and everything whereas right now I'm constantly still working on my next collection while still making orders for this one so that hopefully the transition between my spring collection and summer collection is maybe like a week or maybe less because it won't be like this crazy month I have to take off to like rethink about everything and I can kind of be working ahead, which I am so grateful to be able to do. And I'm so glad I've found that balance because yeah, it is it is really hard to like kind of stay on top of it and stay motivated and do everything all at once without burning out. And that's not to say that I've cracked the code and I think I'm going to be good for the rest of my life because I think that the business is going to continuously change, especially if I start hiring on more help, if I move, like all these external factors are going to be adding more stressors maybe and more things I'm going to have to learn to balance. But I think that finding those little balances along the way has been really helpful, at least for my mental health, because I living by myself honestly is really great and I absolutely love it in all honesty but at the same time it can be very detrimental sometimes because I don't get out much at all like I genuinely can spend weeks without seeing people so it's not great mentally speaking because I'm very like in my head and especially in the winter like going through winter like seasonal depression and also not seeing people and it being cold and dreary out and dark a lot of the time. Just like very bad mentally. I don't know where I was going with that. With all of those factors, it's so much more important to find ways to keep everything else in your life balanced because sometimes there are like things that you can't change about your life or you can't control in a way. Like, you know, the weather and the seasons and, you know, your own depression or anxiety or whatever, but you can control other things that can help it. 
And that's something I guess that I've learned and that's helped me stay motivated and stay creative and stay on top of things and be able to live by myself peacefully. But it's taken me a full year to get to this point because I moved out here in February of last year at the end of February. So at this point, like I've hit, I'm like a, maybe a week or two past my my one year anniversary of moving out, which is honestly crazy. But yeah, I, at first it was like all super fun and it's like, oh my gosh, I have my own place. And then summer came around and it was super fun and fall was great because I just love the fall. It's my favorite season. And then winter hit and I was like, this is not as fun as it used to be. What the frick? And yeah, so I feel like all my thoughts have been kind of jumbled, but also at the same time, I feel like they have been actually like on the same track. I don't really know. So anyway, moving on to more business updates for you guys. I think I've somewhat kind of hinted at this, but like not fully, but I have been looking into manufacturing at some point and it's something that I was kind of scared of admitting or like even doing or researching or whatever, because obviously as a made to order brand, like I can't, can't manufacture, but the more people that I talk to about it, like within the industry and stuff, everybody has asked me like, when are you going to start manufacturing? Like nobody's expecting me to stay made to order forever, which has been kind of a relief because I love being made to order, but there's a lot of stressors around it. And one being like the scalability of it. And it's not even that I want to be some big brand, but I just like financially, it's really hard to run a business. And if I were just running my business and not doing YouTube and social media, I would not be able to run it. Like, and I wouldn't be able to like do it full time. I would not be able to like live on my own and afford all these things because it's very expensive, especially within the first few years and you're not getting that much return yet. So like realistically being made to order forever is really really hard because it's hard to scale it and it's hard to kind of come to a place where I can kind of live comfortably and a little bit more freely and have financial freedom which is I think the goal so I've been looking into manufacturing I've spoken to so many manufacturers like emailed so many got no responses from some of them I was able to talk to a lot of them though and I've learned a lot about the whole process of manufacturing which is something that I'm gonna like talk about more in the future once I really get into it um but there's a lot of things that have been really surprising within the industry um regarding like sizing things and how it all works minimum order quantities and just like I don't know tips and tricks along the way that I've learned have been really cool but that being said I do plan on hopefully having some things manufactured by the end of the year which I will share more about when we get there, but I have been recording the whole process actually, which has been kind of fun, um, but I don't think that video is going to come out for months, which will be like crazy to look back on because I think I started filming it in December of last year when I was like initially like starting to email people and calling people and like, you know, doing all those things. And yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to finally be able to manufacture a little bit but I don't think I'm going to be 100% manufactured I think I'm going to still be doing some stuff in studio and then half manufactured and kind of do like a I don't know combination type thing and I don't know if I'll do that forever or not but I guess my my goal had always been to have my own kind of like workshop and have everything made out of like my own offices and stuff but upon talking to other people I've realized that I don't know how to like manage that and managing manufacturing is kind of an extensive thing and something you really have to 
be very knowledgeable in so that everything gets done properly. And you really have to know the operations really, really well. And because I've never manufactured, I don't really know what goes into kind of creating your own manufacturer. And I, you know, came to that realization after, you know, many conversations and I'm excited to start manufacturing and learn from the manufacturer that I am going to be working with, but then also be able to hopefully translate that into my own like kind of manufacturing and studio one day. So that's kind of the goal I had, which I was kind of against at first because I really wanted to just like do everything right from the start and have my own like manufacturer and do it all in studio. But I kept trying to figure out like the cost of it and how I was going to go about it and like the business plan and it's like possible but also really really difficult and so expensive so realistically it doesn't make sense and I'm not somebody who wants to take out some huge business loan I don't like I'm self-funded um shout out YouTube (laughs) but I don't want to be in huge amounts of depth. I just want to like, you know, build the company as it goes kind of slowly. And if at some point I feel like I do want to invest a whole lot into it, like maybe I will. But right now I just don't feel like that's necessary. And I'd rather just like, you know, go at a slower pace and do a little bit at a time and not risk too much. So it just wouldn't make sense for me to just like jump into having my own like studio and manufacturer and hiring people and doing all of that because it's kind of a lot. So that's kind of where I'm at with like what I want to do with my business. I feel like it's constantly ever changing. So when people ask me like, where do you see yourself in five years? I'm like, I really don't actually know because I feel like every other day I'm kind of evolving my business plan and how I want to go about things because I just am learning so much about business and fashion and finances and everything that goes into it. And it's really cool. Um, I've enjoyed the process a lot and I am excited to continue to learn. And then once I feel good about everything that I've been learning, like to be able to share it with you, because a lot of this information, it's not something that I can like find online. And I feel like it's stuff that I've had to like talk to people about and kind of find for myself. So can't wait to be able to share everything that I've learned, but still got a lot of learning to do before I can do that. Some other things that I would like to do with my business is eventually be in like retailers or like boutiques or just other shops. That's not like, it's not like my goal to only be on other shops. Like I still want my e-commerce platform to be like my biggest platform, but I would love to get my clothes to like different audiences, especially in store. Like I would really love to have some pieces in store because I think the only thing with e-commerce that's so difficult is that people sometimes can be scared of buying something because they don't know how it'll fit them or they don't know what the quality really is like. And especially if you're spending a lot of money, like my pieces I know are not like af- like super affordable. So if you're going to be spending like $100 on something or maybe $200, like you want to make sure the quality is going to be good. You want to make sure it fits, even though I, you know, I, I do accept returns, but it's such a hassle and sometimes people are deterred by that. And I would love to be able to have things in person that people could like really see and try on and you know and that way also you get exposure to clients that maybe you wouldn't have found on social media otherwise um, which is also really cool so I'm trying to start that but I've come to the realization that it's very hard to do that if you don't have a manufacturer because people are going to be asking for you know minimum order quantities for things or just like more things that I'm able to produce so you know once I get my manufacturer I will uh start that process a little more too but those are my current kind of like goals and thoughts with my business I'm really like excited and like I feel very re-inspired to continue my business I think for a minute there I was very 
like just stagnant and to be honest like financially and like growth wise I'm still pretty stagnant right now I feel like I've been stagnant for almost an entire year like I feel like year two honestly so far super stagnant I don't think I've like obviously I've like grown in numbers and whatever but the thing about me and my business is that I don't think all of my Instagram followers are necessarily customers or people that want to buy from me but a lot of them I think are just people that follow me on YouTube as well and just want to see my business or there are other business owners that just kind of want to like you know see my growth and journey and process and I've kind of come to that realization that like dang I don't think my like current 28,000 followers are necessarily like 28,000 people that want to shop for me so it's like I've had growth in numbers in social media and stuff but on as far as like sales and revenue it's been very stagnant like it hasn't gone down but it hasn't really gone up either so it's kind of interesting and for a minute there I was so frustrated with it and you know I still am every once in a while I'm not gonna lie but at the same time I feel like I just have I'm loving what I'm doing so much. Like I love the collections I'm doing. I feel so much more at peace with how I'm going about doing them. And I have all these things to look forward to that I feel like I'm kind of okay with it. And I feel like, you know, my time will come eventually. And I I think that it's so easy to kind of like chase virality and chase that like quick success and growth because it's kind of the success we end up seeing on social media. Nobody shares their like slow and steady success. It's always like overnight success and stuff, which is really cool. But realistically, those type of successes are actually like really difficult to deal with. And going viral is actually very hard mentally and business-wise because your business isn't prepared to go from like zero to 100 overnight. And it takes a lot for a business to get to that point. So having that quick success is actually can be very detrimental in a lot of ways or just very difficult to deal with. So I'm learning to accept the fact that slow and steady wins the race. And I'm learning to accept the fact that like 22 is young. I don't know why I feel in my head. I'm like getting older and older and I'm like, I am getting old. No, I'm literally 22. Like, I feel like sometimes I have to compare myself to other 22-year-olds and be like, literally, people my age are still in college. Like, everybody is in their last semester of college. They're not even out into the real world yet. And I'm over here feeling like I'm 30 years old, which also isn't old. But I feel like I've just been doing this for so long is kind of like my thought process there. But yeah, I feel like lately I've just been trying to come to terms with the fact that everything happens in its own time and everything will happen when it needs to happen. And I don't need to plan it too much or rush into things or be upset at how things are going because everything is happening the way it needs to happen. I feel like that's a great note to leave on and I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. I feel like it's a lot of me blabbering but honestly I just want to like normalize motivation and the ups and downs of it and also share with you guys like you know where I'm at business wise and all of that because it is so ever-changing and I don't really know if I ever talk about that as much on my YouTube channel maybe I do maybe I don't I honestly never know what I share because I don't really re-watch them afterwards so maybe I've said this stuff already maybe I haven't regardless I hope you guys enjoyed if you're watching on YouTube be sure to subscribe because um you know there's certain numbers that I have to hit in order to actually get monetized So it would actually be really, really helpful if you guys would actually subscribe or if you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple or whatever, go on YouTube, subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. Just look up Unfiltered Fashion Talks. I'll show up. Um, It's super helpful, you know, 
love that for us. And if you are on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, if you want to leave me a rating, that would also be super helpful. I appreciate you guys so, so much. Thank you for tuning in. If you want to follow the podcast on TikTok and Instagram, we also do have that. It's at Unfiltered Fashion Talks. That way you can stay up to date with the latest podcasts and clips and things like that. And yeah, that is that is all I got for you guys. I hope you guys have a great week. I appreciate you listening and I will see you guys in the next one. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.